Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, this is episode 32, and this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman bringing you one slide at a time, where I'm breaking down one slide from my deck of presentations that I've done on Agile and just focus on one slide in a 15 minute or less segment. And in the series, we've talked about in the early part of the series uh, ceremonies and team building. Then we've gotten to user stories, and now it's, I'm going to continue to talk about user stories um, because I probably could do another 30 episodes on user stories as we break down all of the contributing factors because the user story is the backbone to making sure we build the right things. There's a saying in mindset in Agile is that we not only want to make sure we're building things the right way, but we're also building the right things. So even no matter how many times we talk about the ceremonies and team building um, and having a healthy and safe uh, environment, that all deals with the way of working, the wow. But on the other hand, we can't forego no matter how great this environment is to work in, if we're not delivering. And so the one subject matter that I want to really focus on in this segment is value management. Value management is kind of your North Star. It makes sure that you're headed in the right direction um, and that you're always bringing it back to, are you delivering value to the customer slash business. Sometimes that's used interchangeably, but keep in mind there's in the world that we, we work in, there to some extent are two perspectives that we've got to look at when we're building the solution. The business, which has its business driver, which is either to gain money or to um, prevent the loss of money and or increase transaction, increase visibility, go after market share. Those are business goals. Now the customer on the other hand, their business, their their goal is more of self-serving and probably a little selfish, but they're either trying to complete a transaction to maybe get a product or get a service um, or to extend their service, extend their reach. There's uh, some type of goal 
that we're assisting and accommodating for the customer. But our end goal as the business is to get whatever transaction or whatever return on that investment that can that goes back into the, the business. So all of that, I'm, I'm saying all of that, as we talk about value and value management. I wish some of these topics just were simple and straightforward, but just like I'm telling you that there's two perspectives that you've got to consider. Yes, we want to be customer focused, but the wrap around the customer is what we're doing at the end of the day is driven by some type of business driver. That's what's built into the initiative. Initiative breaks down into epics, and then those epics get broken down into stories. And if you can imagine that hierarchy, then you imagine if we understand what that business driver is and how we're going to provide the customer with some type of service or feature, and that's what the uh, epic, and some people call them features, that's that, that second tier. You break that initiative down into either an epic and then the epic into features, or some people go from initiative to, to features. There's some lead way in how your hierarchy is built. But if you laid it out, what you should be able to do is have some traceability from what is our driver? What are we trying to achieve as a business? What features are we providing the customer that is going to engage and help deliver whatever where our return on investment is? And from those epics and features, what stories do we have to build that make it possible to deliver that functionality that the customer is going to use and leverage? So it's a, a think of a, a traceability matrix and think as you're breaking it down into smaller pieces, connecting back to your original statement of purpose um, and, and your goals, your hypothesis statement. That's one way to even test when you're writing your stories. If you have a story and you can't trace it back to either the, uh, the epic and point to within the epic and the hypothesis statement, what it is this story is contributing, then you now have a reason to question, is this story in scope or not? The other pieces, again, when we are talking about the user story, there's oftentimes ways just like the story points where you can assign business value points. And just like story points, they're relative compared to other items and the value delivered and the value realized. Where does this story fit on a spectrum? And to keep it familiar, a lot of teams use the Fibonacci sequence, a number sequence, to represent the story points. The most popular that I see is just using 1, 3, 5, 8, 13, and each of those representing 
different levels and tiers of value delivered. And for example, something that might be uh, one or two is something that delivers value. It may be a nice to have and maybe even something to delight the customer. But on the business side, it doesn't necessarily bring in additional revenue or additional um, transactions. So it does have value, but not necessarily something that is um, taking us forward. Whereas a three, it might also fall in that range of something that is around the cost of doing business, something that we have to do. We don't have a choice. And maybe the value is avoiding some type of penalty. Maybe it has some you know, compliance associated with it. So it's very necessary. It provides value because it keeps us from even having to pay penalties. That's a solid three. Then when you get to a four or five, the, uh, or a, a tier in which using, again, the, the Fibonacci's might be an eight or 13. At that point, we are looking at something that is going to bring a specific return on investment, something tangible, most likely monetary or transaction wise, or in some cases, one of the business goals is renewing um, existing customers. You don't want them to um, to cancel their account. So just renewals, that's some tangible return on investment because that means we get to maintain our current level uh, of engagement. So that may be the difference between a, four, uh, a level four versus a level five in our story pointing or value management pointing system is that that five clearly you're going after new revenue new markets uh increasing your transactions in the whole conversation about identifying business value actually is setting a framework for when you're prioritizing Therefore, you don't have to look at a story and at the time when you're trying to do your planning piece, trying to debate, does that story have a value and compared, compared to another story, which one has the higher value? So basically, that's in the intention is to answer the question, which one should we work on first? Which one will we get our higher value from? So doing that during the refinement stage, doing that at the same time that you're in doing your story pointing is very valuable and actually will save you time on the back end when you get to the planning stage where you'll then at that point have a prioritized backlog and then it's just a matter of pulling it in, looking at and calculating it against your velocity how many things that you potentially can pull in. And the last thing, the business value also in conjunction with the sizing, those two go hand in hand because sometimes in the decision process, when you are prioritizing, when you are planning, one of the things you want to look at is a balance between is something that is high value, but low effort, 
that, uh, we like to say, is a quick win because it's a high value but low effort. Something, on the other hand, that's high value but a lot of effort, even though that high value is attractive to go after, sometimes you might find something with lower value with a lot less effort. Go ahead and do that. And again, you have something that you can move out, have in front of the, the customer and have them using it sooner. So that also is something that you take into account. It's not just let's do all the easy stuff first. It's not just let's do the high value and let that always drive you. It's a balance. Okay. So that is business value. So just a, a quick recap is business values is an assigned point system just like you do with your story pointing. It can use the same guidelines as Fibonacci. It can be a combination of both product management and the, the team having a conversation. And sometimes it's you got some tangible data and metrics that can already drive you toward what the business value is going to be. Sometimes it's a little bit more subjective and it's a, a conversation, um, but go first for where there are metrics. But use this again to make your planning process go faster, smoother, and for it to be driven by data, driven by metrics. That's we, one of the things that we emphasize is driven decisions based on or driven by data. So it's not just what you feel or what you like or just what you want to work on or what seems easy. It's about delivering value. And you may have even heard me say in a previous episode that in Agile, I often emphasize, it's not just a silver bullet for going faster or getting more work done. That, I would warn you, that's not what Agile is. Agile is about delivering value sooner, delivering the high value things sooner, prioritizing based on value. Um, not just doing it on what's the back end or who's available, what skill set people have available. I've seen all of those used or misused in ways to determine what will the team work on next. The reality is the team should work on those things that provide value and that we know will have demonstrable value balanced out with the level of effort. So that's our topic, business value, business value points. I hope you got some good takeaways and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.